2: that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Hi guys. Um, today's show is brought to you by the extremely kind donations of our donators ever at Patreon. Andrew, tell us a little bit about Patreon. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, all of our donators ever at Patreon. Um, they. <laughs> What? Just, you want to try that one again, buddy? Nope. Just press it through. I
5: think you put okay. the asses on the wrong syllable.
4: Keep pushing through. We need to get the, these guys. Give us okay. money. Okay. All of our current patrons are Stephanie L, Terry Needleman, uh, Max Lunig, <laughs> um, Benjamin Lehrer Chris O'Kelly, Lily Ackles, Mackenzie Horner, John Donna. Taryn the Duck, confirmed real duck on Twitter. We we figured that out. Melissa Goldman, confirmed real Goldman on Twitter. That's Jess Lightning, better than our Jess for sure. Much
3: better. She probably could say the word over.
4: Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Ewan yeah, no, Cassidy,
3: named after yeah. Ewan McGregor. Fun fact, because his mom liked train spotting.
4: Ooh, that's cool. Uh Haley McDonald. Teskeer. Callum McLeod. And Fire of September, which... That's a cool name. It sounds like a threat, I'm not gonna lie. It reminds me of aliens, like fire in the sky kind of thing. I don't know, it sounds cool.
3: Well, these folks give us a little extra financial support that helps us keep the lights on here at Musicals with Cheese. If you would like to join them in supporting us and get tons of fun perks such as patron-only commentaries, we have three commentaries up there. We're getting another one up there pretty quick. Um, Our episode's a day early and a bunch of other cool stuff that only the patrons are getting. So we just have a deleted scene posted up there from one of our previous episodes that only they get. So you're missing out if you're not a patron.
4: Also, we are getting something new very soon. We were going to record one this week, so we're probably going to do it next week instead. Oops. Yeah, we apologize.
3: <laughs> um, do you want to say anything else about it? our Amazon affiliate, Andrew?
4: Sure. We have an Amazon affiliate link that's in the description of our episodes. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, just click that link and you'll support us as well. So it's excellent.
3: Okay. Enough shilling. Let's
4: get to it. Yes. That was an absolute disaster. Thank you,
6: Jess.
4: You're welcome.
3: Hello, I'm Jesse McAnally. And I'm Andrew DeWolf. And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew to like musical theater. And today we have a super extra special guest with us today.
4: A very special guest.
3: Super special. Um, today we have a content creator and all-around hilarious person, Robbie Johnson. Robbie, say hello.
5: Hello. How much is my special price? You get to decide, I suppose. <laughs> you couldn't put a price on you, Robbie. Oh, okay. I was, <laughs> was going to say four ninety nine plus tax.
4: Plus tax? Plus tax. It depends where you're buying. I mean, you go to New Hampshire, is no tax. You're you good.
5: Know, know where there's definitely no
3: tax? Uganda. <laughs> wow,
4: that... great segue, Jess. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's... Where yeah. is that? <laughs> well, wow. Can we get the horns? Can we get the horns in here? <laughs>
3: <laughs> you... Uganda. Just like Lion King. <laughs> In case you haven't picked up what we were throwing down, this week we are talking about Book of Mormon. musical comedy first staged in 2011 the play is a satirical examination of Mormon beliefs and practices that ultimately endorses the positive power of love and service the script lyrics and music were written by Trey Parker Robert Lopez and Matt Stone Parker and Stone were best noted for creating the comedy animated series South Park Lopez had co-written the music for the musical Avenue Q Book of Mormon follows two Mormon missionaries as they attempt to preach the Mormon religion to inhabitants from a remote Ugandan village. The earnest young men are challenged by a lack of interest from the locals, who are distracted by more pressing issues such as AIDS, famine, female genital mutilation, and oppression from the village warlords. The Book of Mormon has grossed over $500 million, making it one of the most successful musicals of all time. So gentlemen! What do we think of Book of Mormon?
4: A Book of Mormon is excellent, and I liked it since before we started the show, to be honest. Um, And it's, I think, the first one that we are doing that I've actually seen. (laughs)
3: Like
5: live (laughs) in person.
4: Like live and in person. I've actually seen this one. How nice is that?
5: (laughs) What about you, Robbie? I love it. I got a chance to finally see it live a couple months ago. It came around here where I live, so we went and saw it. It was pretty damn good. Now, what makes it so good? Like, what makes it, like, one of the most impressive
3: musicals of all time? Like, it is financially impressive, it is both mm -hmm. storytelling impressive. What makes it stand out from, like, the average things that we have on Broadway currently?
5: Probably because it's nothing like what's on Broadway currently. I mean, what else could you think of that takes a religious text and I wouldn't say rips it apart, but at least... I, I don't know. It's hard to say if it makes fun of it or not. I'm not really sure, but I can't it imagine. It definitely
4: does. Yeah. At least the people who follow it, it makes fun of them for sure.
5: Yeah, but it, I can't imagine a successful musical
4: being called the Holy Bible. You have something like, like Jesus Christ Superstar, but that doesn't really make fun of it. It's no. more just a direct interpretation of one of the stories. Yeah,
5: it's just telling <laughs> one of the Gospels. But I don't I don't know. It, it's just so weird to me because when I heard they were going to do it, I thought, oh, that episode of South Park where they did pretty much the same thing.
4: And which everyone you ever talk to about this, that's the first thing they bring up is like, <laughs> oh, it's just like that episode of South Park, just longer, right? No, yeah. no, it is. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, I mean, they do talk about the history and Joseph, that Joseph Smith and all that stuff, but they they just do it as kind of an aside, but um. I I will say this, and one thing I love about musicals is you have the soundtrack, and you listen to it, maybe you can't get to New York or wherever to see it, you listen to the soundtrack, you love the songs, you love the songs, and you get what it's about, but there's still so much left out. And even though you might have memorized the soundtrack and listened to it endlessly, you finally get to see the show, and there's still so much more. And Book of Mormon is definitely one of those. There are some where it's like, okay, that's all that's in between the songs? Jesus Christ Superstar, that's all there is, is the soundtrack. You see it on stage, it's like, okay.
4: Yeah, you don't really miss very much. With this one, there's a lot of, um, there is a lot of stuff that's just, uh, talking and, and gags, almost.
5: Yeah, my favorite gag is them constant or Elder Cunningham constantly mispronouncing that girl's name. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't remember her actual name, I can only remember what he called her, like, Nintendo 64.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he calls her, like, um, John Bon Jovi at one point. Possibly.
6: <laughs> yeah.
5: But my personal favorite was the one that I saw where he called her Nyquil Cold and Sinus. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um her name is Nabulunji. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so oh. it makes <laughs> makes sense. Nabulunji
4: <laughs> but, yeah. Oh that's that is racist, Jess, and you need to take that back right now.
3: I, I'm reading it off the Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> well if it's on wikipedia
4: it must be true that's true that's a good point
5: <laughs> wikipedia is a
3: great tool um but not only did this show bring in a lot of money it also brought us a lot of like current broadway actors like andrew rannells josh gadd um Nikki m james rory or Malley. all these people are now staples of the broadway world because of this show where before this they were not really anyone andrew rannells was best known for being um james from the pokemon musical
5: Huh. <laughs> well, is that real yes <laughs> did, <laughs> didn't Ben Platt get his first role in Book of Mormon
3: yep in the f- a second national tour so did AJ Holmes from the Starkid and Gavin yeah. Creel like a lot of people got their start here
5: yeah Ben Platt when he was you know fat and now he's not fat uh, he was always weird looking I, they, they never called him fat well he was definitely a lot chunkier than he was in Dear Evan Hansen <laughs>
3: yes yes um before he played
4: cast boy exactly yeah cast boy (laughs) um i think um yeah i wanted to say that i think a huge part of the reason this is so successful is because of south park honestly uh didn't they do like a bunch of episodes uh pretty much advertising this before it came out i remember there was one like, Broadway Bro down or something like that, like, right before this came out? <laughs> no, yeah,
3: it, was right after, it was right after the Tony Awards, and they did it with Robert yeah. Lopez, who did the music for this
5: with them.
4: Yeah. They... Yeah, so they, they hyped this up for the mainstream, almost, so. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, but it was funny because they just showed it right at the end, just a little quick, and then it was over, so...
4: Yeah. And the
3: thing about the production of this, um, we all know the South Park guys are known for pushing the envelope and being like, what can we do to get away with things? And they were so baffled with Broadway that there was no limit. They were like, aside from like maybe actually killing someone on stage,
4: no one told us we couldn't do anything. And it was weird having that freedom for them. Honestly, they this is one of the tamer musicals, I think, that is out there. <laughs> really? You think so? I there's so much like actually really edgy and depressing shit in some of these shows that you have me watch <laughs> and this one it's, it's just played for laughs. So it's not really that edgy really. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: Now, why do you always, think this always... what was that? Oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. you go Robbie. Okay. Well, I was going to say they always, they also put in a lot of their own staples of South park into the, the musical. Um, uh, you know, they, they work in some gay stuff. They work in, uh, the um, the stuff with with AIDS they've done stuff with poverty before like after nine eleven and they did that episode where they sent the goat or whatever so yeah there was, <laughs> definitely, there was definitely a lot of their staples um, the only thing I never really got is and I just thought it was just maybe one step too far over the top was why did the general have to be called butt fucking naked
4: <laughs> I think that's an actual general's name was, yes I they got like, it from like, an like, actual na- general uh, name yeah oh I think it was I think his name wasn't Butt fucking Naked it was just Butt Naked or something like oh, that okay. but in
5: like that and that, then they just that is brand new information.
4: Yeah, so I think that's an actual real life joke. Wow.
3: It it was um like there that is a general's name but in the original previews um his the general was um General Coney. And then, you know, the stuff stuff there just happened, so they changed it to another real general who is General butt fucking naked, who is Joshua Milton Blahie. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So that's that's all the fun stuff you gotta know about real life and how scary it is. Yeah.
4: Well, I mean Uganda is probably a scary place, and I don't wanna go there. Mm-hmm. Sorry all of our Ugandan listeners. <laughs>
3: Another thing I want to bring up is that this is one of the most um, diverse musicals currently playing on Broadway. Like, it has a large segment of an African-American cast, and from the marketing, Mm. that is well hidden. Um, I think that's a really weird marketing tool that they have never taken advantage of, and I find that interesting as well. Mostly because it would ruin a bunch of laughs, too.
5: Yeah.
4: Yeah, and I feel like the, the South Park guys, I mean... We probably shouldn't talk fully about political leanings and stuff, but I don't think they would be doing that type of marketing.
5: Oh no! No, they're they're very libertarian, based on just what I see in South Park day in and day out.
4: Yeah. Um. So I I don't think that's the type of marketing campaign they would be running. Mm-hmm.
5: But yeah, I wonder if it's like a bigger diverse diversity than like hairspray or something like well, that. Hairspray Shows isn't like that currently on r- Broadway right so- right now. But I know to do to do either show, if you were to do it yourself, I don't think you amateurs can do it yet, but Mm-mm. you would have to have that specific in your cast, otherwise it wouldn't make sense. Exactly.
3: <laughs> so where do we think the show leans on Mormonism and religion altogether? Because it does have like one of the most famous like fuck you god songs in the entire world. <laughs> but eventually it comes into a place of just believe whatever whatever the hell makes you happy is basically yeah. the message of this.
5: Well, yeah, because um, at the end, what did they say? One um, of the, the... Spoiler alert.
4: Jeez, um, <laughs> we're already getting into spoilers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, we're
5: fine. She The uh, Nefertiti, or whatever her name was, she, <laughs> <laughs> she said, uh, or, you know, she's going on about why... This is so important to her because she really does believe in this stuff and wants to get to Sal Lake City. And somebody else pulls her aside and goes, "It's just a story. You don't think Joseph Smith really fucked a frog, do you?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, that,
5: and that's what it's to me. It's all about. It's like you know, religion is just stories. And mm-hmm. if they bring you joy, great. If they make you think a certain way and it's positive, great. But otherwise, don't read too much into it. So you don't believe yeah. Adam and I, Eve really existed? Oh, well, I think there was somebody. I mean, there was, there were humans. I don't know who the first Homo sapiens were. Uh, some science believes that they've traced it down to by mitochondria, but um, I don't know. They may have. I don't think there was. A, I think- I don't think there was a, sn- a talking snake. That made them put fig leaves over their junk.
4: <laughs> made them by well, gunpoint. I think. I think it was Adam and Steve. I'm going to be honest with you.
5: Well, me too. It would. It would have been nice. However, I don't think we would have gotten very far. <laughs> okay. Well, not for lack Cain of trying.
4: managed Cain and Abel managed to do it afterwards. So, uh, well, you know,
5: I would like to know who carried that child to term.
4: Uh, probably the one that died. <laughs> 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 uh.
5: All right. So,
3: out of the entire musical, and it's full of gags. What is your guys' favorite personal gag in the
4: entire musical? Because this is. Well, he. I think he already said his favorite. Gag. Oh yeah, I've mm-hmm. already said mine. What about you, Andrew? <laughs> um, I, I actually, um, when I saw it live, the, the dance number where, uh. One of them doesn't realize realize he was in the dance, and then he's like, "Wait, I'm wearing like a pink shirt or something." (laughs) (laughs) It was bizarre. Uh, That was funny. That was a great gag. Yeah, when I feel like I've seen that somewhere else, so it's not like totally just this, but I think they did it really good. So
5: it reminds (laughs) it reminds me of Spamalot, the Lancelot song, where he's kind of oh yeah 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 where he's kind of forced to come out of the closet, and so he's he just kind of dragged into this whole gay burlesque number. But yeah, (laughs) that that was a good bit. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm not what about you, Jess. What's I'm not your gonna lie. Text? I love the maggots in my scrotum, guy.
4: <laughs> do you have the uh, Do you have the T-shirt?
3: Um, no, but I do have <laughs> a water bottle that says "I'm wet with salvation," which is another
4: just great.
5: <laughs> that's a great lyric. <laughs> yes, I love that. song.
4: <laughs> okay do we want to Do we want to go through the plot, or do you feel like we've already covered enough of it? I
3: feel like I covered enough of the plot, but I am interested in whether or not you think this is too plot heavy where you feel like the themes overweigh the comedy and like how well do you guys feel that balances
5: well
4: uh
5: you go first okay i remember watching it and again i've listened to the soundtrack a whole bunch i've read about the plot and know pretty much what was going to happen but there was one spot when i saw it live that i was not anticipating and that was during the spooky mormon hell dream and there were all these giant Starbucks cups dancing in the background. (laughs) And I thought, what the hell is that all about? I thought they were talking about Starbucks being everywhere. But then and then someone had to remind me Mormons don't drink caffeine. I'm like, oh, but I thought that was better now. I thought God allowed caffeine now. Like he changed his mind about caffeine, but maybe not. I don't know.
3: Just like he changed his
5: mind about about black black people. people, Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but maybe he changed his mind since that was written. You don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't find know any it Mormons to ask.
3: Find it very interesting how the Broadway community reacted to Book of Mormon. I mean, they embraced it obviously, but they expected Matt and Trey and Robert Lopez to be a lot more antagonistic towards the Mormons, and they weren't. And they, they weren't following him down the antagonistic line. Like, I remember Ben Brantley, like, was really like, Mormons are really bad people, don't you think? Like, I mean, they hate black people. He's like, no, they changed your mind. Like, no, Mormons are great. Stop stop trying to make us say we hate Mormons. Wow. No.
4: Yeah, we wrote this whole thing about how Mormons are dumb, and you don't have to make us say it. Just watch the thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I think uh, Matt and Trey grew up in, like, colorado like Mm -hmm. actually Mm yes and there's a shit ton of mormons there i had a friend who went to uh colorado for like a internship or something like that and he said every single other person that was there is from the brigham young uh college oh god (laughs) and they were all mormons Mm -hmm. Uh, that whole area is apparently saturated with mormons just ridiculously
5: yeah i think those, those are the mormons who didn't quite make it to yeah. to utah they they just so, fell short just it's like the the ones who uh, stopped in missouri i forget which ones yeah. they were it wasn't the the joseph smith crowd because he died and then brigham young took over but there was another dude i think it was joseph smith's son who kind of stuck around in missouri and that's why the garden of eden is in you know an hour north jackson of jackson
4: county missouri right which is about an hour <laughs> north of kansas city
5: you know because <laughs> when jesus comes back that's what he's going to do he's going to board a plane and to Kansas City, Missouri, and just go about an hour north to the meth capital of Missouri. They
3: have a meth capital?
5: Yeah. Um, all, some people say it is. That uh, edge of Missouri is pretty meth heavy, yeah. Hmm.
4: Yeah, but if you grow up with all the Mormons, it's probably pretty hard to hate them all uh, like that, like the people wanted them to say they did. Hmm. <laughs>
3: And I feel like there's not an ounce of hate in this musical for anyone like our two Mormon leads are just naive. They're not mean. They're not racist. They're not anything like they're naive. And that is the worst thing you can say about them. Um, Elder Price is a little greedy and that's a personality thing, not a Mormon thing.
5: Right. I mean, he's destined to get to Orlando. And he gets really pissy because he's not there and that's how he spends money. I want to go to
4: Orlando too, though, to be fair. I love like, to be
5: fair Orlando, to him. I love Orlando. It is a lot of fun. I get it. When he sang that song, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I want to go to Orlando too. Let's go. But if you long- step one foot
3: out of Orlando, you're in the rest of Florida and you're gonna die.
5: Well, that's that's true. Yeah. So but your head will end up You don't, on don't
4: a, leave Orlando. You'll have s
5: you'll be a severed head on a stake.
4: <laughs> Just don't leave Orlando and you're fine. There's an airport there, you fly right in, you never leave, you fly right out. Gotta fly into Tampa, though. It, like, you're in Tampa. Why would you want to go to Tampa? You don't, that's just where you have to fly in.
5: You don't have to fly you into know, Tampa, there's an airport in you Orlando. Straight to Orlando, yeah. Wow, I learned a thing. Actually, if you stay at Disney, you can go to the airport. You don't even have to look at another human being. Disney <laughs> will t- pick up all your luggage. Mickey Mouse will <laughs> pick your ass up right from the airport. Himself. <laughs> Put you in a... Put you in a van and take you straight to your hotel room. You don't have to talk to another person. You get off that plane and, yeah, they don't even, you don't have to look at your luggage. It's already in your room waiting for you. It's like Hogwarts.
4: There is Disney agents there to fucking wipe your yes. ass you and put you put you in a van and you wake up in the hotel room. That's pretty much it, yeah. <laughs>
3: and If you want to eat, they'll carry you down. Then, yeah. then by the time you get home and you get the bill,
4: you're going to have to sell your house. Yeah. But that's Disney. Ain't that the truth? If you go to Disney for a week, you could probably you probably could have bought a house, <laughs> <laughs> or at least
5: put a good down payment.
4: <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, do you want to go into the mid show? Yeah, let's go into halftime here.
5: Halftime show. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Alright, who do we have? John Bon Jovi playing for us? Oh yeah, we always have Don, John Bon Jovi.
3: But you know John Bon Jovi? You know who's paying for Don Bon Jovi? <laughs> who? Um, our very kind donators. Oh Aver at Patreon. No, Aver, you said. Aver at Patreon. Andrew, who are our donators currently?
4: Didn't we already run through the list? Run Jess? through do the list. Yes. Of- <laughs>
3: <laughs> They're paying us. They uh, just all they need is their name said. They aren't asking much of us.
4: Uh, Stephanie L, Terry Needleman, Max Lunick, Benjamin Lear, Chris O'Kelly, Literally Ackles, Mackenzie Horner, John Donna, Taryn the Duck, Melissa Goldman, Jess Lightning, Ewan Cassidy, Haley McDonald, Deskier, Callum McLeod, and Fire of September. They gave us a little extra
3: financial support that helps us keep the lights on here at Musicals with Cheese. If you'd like to join them in supporting us and get tons of fun perks such as patron-only commentaries, our episodes a day early, or even earlier, come join us at Patreon. There's a lot of cool stuff coming up, I promise. He promises. I make a lot of promises.
4: Do you want to get back to the show? We, we would love to get back to the show.
3: Hello.
2: Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. That's right, Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. See website for details.
3: My name is Elder Price, and I would like to
5: share with you the most amazing book. Hello, my name is Elder Grant. It's a book about
0: America a long, long time ago. It has so many awesome parts. You simply won't believe how much this book can change your life. Hello, my name is Elder Green. I would like to share with you this book of Jesus Christ. Hello, my name is Elder Young. Hello. Did you know that Jesus lived here in the USA? You
5: can read all about it now. Hello. In this nifty book, it's free. No, you don't have to pay. Hello. Hello
3: Hello. is probably one of my favorite opening numbers of all time.
5: Yes, it's very universal. It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) But not
3: only that, it sets up the rules for how Mormons expect things to go. Like, especially for us to, like, get it so subverted in the second half. Like, right then being like, this is what they're expected to do. This is what they're expecting. White class suburban neighborhoods that they go and they
5: knock on the door.
4: They knock on the door and they say hello, and the worst thing that happens is they close the door. Yes. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> Actually, no one's gonna saying, get shot. Yeah, and that and that song, I think, it, I don't think anybody seemed to close the door because they all had people to talk to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even the guy who he told to go burn in hell or something. Yeah. <laughs> is that what he said? He said like, "Have fun like, in hell." Ha- have fun in hell. That's right. Have fun in hell. Yeah, yeah. where you burn. So it's implied.
4: mm Hmm. Yeah, this is this is a very good, uh, like, stage setter, I think. Mm-hmm.
5: And it sets up both our characters
3: very well. It sets up Elder Price as being the good guy that's, like, on the ball, doing it all, and Elder Cunningham as the fuck-up.
4: Yeah. Exactly.
3: Just like us, Andrew. That's... what?
6: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> but which one's which? Uh uh, we all know which one's which, Jess. Yeah, we know. You and me, but mostly me.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Speaking of which, um, what do you think of you and me and mostly me as a I want song, so to say?
4: Well, I feel like 2 by 2 is as I want song. Yeah, oh, that's sorry. What I was thinking, too. My bad. You I don't and, know.
5: Yeah. You and me is, mo- is like the Wizard and I song. <laughs> well, that's of, I, the I want, want song. Yeah, I guess it is, isn't it?
4: Yeah, but 2 by 2 is the one where he's, uh, he goes off on how he wants to go to Orlando. Which
5: You and Me is the loathing song, except more positive. <laughs> I mean, you that know, is a good way to look at it, now that I think about we're, it. We're stuck together, but I don't really hate you. I just, you know, go sleep over there.
3: <laughs> don't
5: touch me. Yeah, that, that whole lullaby song, especially seeing it staged because they stripped down to that Mormon underwear, whatever that's called. <laughs> the onesie. <laughs> the what? The onesie.
4: Uh, Is that what it's called? No, but it looks like onesie. a onesie. It,
5: it looks more, I was thinking like <laughs> long underwear like you wear in the wintertime. Mm-hmm.
4: But what was- if they, if they take that off, what happens? Oh, they, they explode.
5: Die. Yeah. They explode. <laughs> they, they actually turn into that odd 70s cartoon that explained Mormonism. Have you seen that? It looks like no, it was drawn. No. it Look it up on YouTube. It's hilarious. It looks like it was drawn by the people who drew, who did like heavy metal. Oh, God. Oh.
4: And they explain Mormonism more, with that wait, style what of is this, animation? What is this called? What it, is this
5: called? It, it, I don't remember the name. They explain Mormonism, and it's just the most bizarre animated thing. It's either the 70s or the 80s when it came out, um, or when it was put out. But I just, ah, it's very weird. But anyway, the, um, when at least in the production I saw, I'm not sure about Andrew Reynolds or Josh Gad or Ben Platt or them. But, at least when I saw it, let's just say, I don't think, I, that is their underwear. There was nothing on underneath and those lights are very bright mm-hmm. on very thin material. <laughs> could you
4: see their nipples or their uh, dicks? I, I, I,
5: I, well, <laughs> with Elder Cunningham, uh, I could and I could just say that Elder Cunningham being short and chubby, um, well, let's just say if he's straight, he will make the ladies happy.
4: Good for him. Hey, he's- And uh... if he's gay, he will make the guys very happy. Well, he's got the—he's got a good build. It's like a mm-hmm. kind of like a Danny DeVito type build going. I mean, yeah, it, was he, like a, it was
5: almost like a—it was almost like a kickstand.
0: <laughs> 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 He'll be very, very
3: popular in the bear community. Yes, that he will.
5: That—that's very good.
0: Fuck you, God. What? When God fucks you in the butt? <laughs> Fuck God right back in his cunt. <laughs>
3: Evil
4: eye. <laughs> hey, don't say that, Jess. That's mean. It's gibberish language. <laughs> it literally means nothing. That, yeah, does it actually mean anything? I I, I didn't really look it up. No, no, it's is gibberish. It, is that it? Actually, is yeah. gibberish. Okay, fair enough.
3: Um, obviously a pastiche on the Lion King. Yes. Um, what do you guys think of this um, song? Like, I think this is the fight part where like the Broadway musical we thought we were watching just takes a right turn. This is great.
4: <laughs> when this when this happened uh, live, it was like the best shit. Uh. <laughs> you can feel the old person, the
3: audience that had like season tickets to just all the shows showing up. This being like
0: what? What?
4: Yeah.
0: Oh my goodness! He said that. Uh,
4: oh my goodness! Um, and they say the c word, which is so nice. I love it. Oh, they say it many times. <laughs> It's like the best word that you're not allowed to say and, in America. And what I love is that you can totally say anywhere they else.
5: They say it in a way. <laughs> they say it in a way that's not rarely used because a lot of people use it to describe somebody, like that person. Yeah. Yeah, like. Um. But they say it as an orifice, and that's not. Yes. That needs to come. That needs to come out. We need to use it more often as an orifice instead of an adjective.
4: I think we just need to start using it more. America needs to catch up with like Australia and written in all that well
5: didn't the vagina monologues take that word back and now it's a good word again i don't know i don't know i haven't seen it but i've heard i thought i heard that but anyway i like the c word i possibly it's a good word (laughs) it's a very good word it's so good we're not even saying it Mm -hmm. you don't want to
4: spoil it you know (laughs) i guess not yeah yeah see but if we were if if we did say it it would have so much impact Yeah,
3: you gotta be careful how
4: you say the word cunt.
3: What what
6: the fuck? (laughs) There we go.
3: (laughs) Yeah. But back to the song, like, do you think it's offensive in any way? Like, just the way that they casually drop AIDS as a topic?
4: Uh, It might be offensive that they're using gibberish language for Ugandans. Well,
5: actually, actually, it's not... (laughs) It's not gibberish. Those words have meaning. They just have meaning in different languages. Hasa means something in Swahili. Diga means something in Portuguese. And uh, Ibawai is something in Japanese. I forget why. I looked it up before. I remember it was just a mixture of languages. Mm -hmm. But
3: putting them there still doesn't quite equal what they're claiming it means.
5: Right. No, it doesn't have a literal meaning like that. It's just what they made up for the song. But as far as that goes, I mean... You can understand their plight. You can mm-hmm. understand their frustration. You can understand why, or at least that's what you're supposed to do, is the audience is understand that they are so in the armpit of the world that they're a little hacked off. Mm-hmm. And what I thought would have been interesting, and they didn't do this, and I thought they would, concerning how they have done South Park. I was kind of hoping the Mormon missionaries would run into the Christian missionaries, but they didn't. Christians would never go to Africa. I don't
6: think
4: Oh, okay. I think they do all the time, Jess. Name once. Name one time. Well, I mean, you did have the Crusades.
5: W- was the
3: people's church a could... Christian church? Because they went unless to Africa. It, uh,
5: unless it's, if it's not, uh, well, I'm not going to say that, but pretty much if it's not Catholic or Jewish, it's Protestant. And all that falls under the same umbrella. But usually the Protestants are the ones who go out as missionaries. You never see Catholic missionaries. Right. Because they know how to they know how to keep it in house, and they're probably too drunk to go anywhere anyway. They go forth and multiply like they were told to, and the and the Jew, yes. yeah, and the Jews, you know, have spent too much time in the desert, and they're not going back.
3: <laughs> I mean, the, That's I true. mean, let's not bring
5: up the Israel Palestine issues. Okay, so as far as that song being offensive, uh, it's no. not meant to be because it's not like they're telling the audience or trying to persuade anybody. They're just saying. This is who we are. This is what we think about God and all that stuff. So you think you can change us? Go right ahead. Good luck. I think the funniest part
3: of this song for me, and it also builds character, is just seeing Elder Cunningham and Price's first world problems. Like, they're like, why don't you give it a try? He's like, our luggage was stolen. The plane was crowded and the bus was late. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Compared to, we all all have AIDS and I I can't, everything hurts and I got maggots in my scrotum.
5: And the, the... Uh, women lose their clits. Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: The glitz can cut right
5: off. Hey-oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh. You know, the, he never said it, but does the daughter have AIDS? She has a wonderful disposition. No, I understand that, but it's almost <laughs> like he started to say it, but I wonder if he started to say it because he was just saying it and caught himself, or if he she actually has AIDS. It's never... That's
4: one of the mysteries of the Book of Mormon, I think. Oh, uh, I don't think she has AIDS. I think she's like the only person that does. Yeah. Oh.
3: I, that's kind of what I gathered from that, too. I
5: wonder how she kept. I wonder if she's kept her virginity. Yes. So no one raped her as a baby.
4: Well, she's never done it before.
5: Well, that's what she says. But you kind of I mean, I don't have memories of ba- when I was a baby. I don't know what people have done to me. For all I know, someone could have tried to cure their AIDS with me. <laughs> I know I was baptized, which apparently is like a foul thing to be done. it's true I was not I missed out on that Jim
0: have you heard of the all-american prophet the blonde haired blue eyed voice of God he didn't come from the middle east like those other holy men no God's favorite prophet was all-american Get back to biblical times 1823 an american man named joe living on a farm in the holy land of rochester new york you so mean- how about all american
3: prophet which is basically the you got trouble scene in this musical
4: um it's all right it's not one of my favorites really yeah it's a, it's it's an okay song i don't y'all know y'all don't like I don't donna Yasmin? Really that often <laughs> I, I i mean i like i do <laughs> but <laughs> I prefer him in colorful coats, you know?
5: He he sang that song in Mulan pretty well, I think. Yeah, he pretended to be
4: an Asian man very well. Yeah. It was green and yellow and purple (laughs) and blue and...
3: (laughs) I think this sums up like why it's. This is a very important song to sum up like the actual story of the Book of Mormon in a way from a Mormon that knows his uh-huh. shit very well. It's not tongue in cheek, um, as not as much as the South Park episode was. And earlier versions were much closer yeah. to that South Park episode, and they're like, "No, we need this to be sincere, and the funniness to be like Elder Cunningham reacting to it because we we need this to like offset in Act too.
4: Well, I mean, I think the funniest part of the song is that by the end of it, they're saying that he's the prophet, mm-hmm. that Elder Price is the prophet. Mm-hmm.
5: If only. Well, also, also the uh, the stuff that's going on on stage, which again you don't get just listening to it, but the uh, they have all these people enacting Jesus, the the angel Moroni or whoever he is, and um, and all that stuff. I think
4: it's pronounced Moroni. But... Moron.
5: <laughs> what? Okay. But <laughs> but I will say that that part's funny just why because they real the people reenacting the like the death and everything and uh, mm-hmm. of Joseph Smith dying they they really milk it for it's all it's worth in the background
0: <laughs> Heavenly Father why do you let bad things happen More to the point why do you let bad things happen to me <laughs> a because yeah. you clearly made a mistake, I'm going where you need me most, Orlando! Orlando. Oh, listen to that fat white guy, it's my time to town, now it's my time to town, no, to, to. no time to town to, no, now it's time to town to.
4: It, Man up is
5: fun. It's fun, but not the best act ender. It act fe- one phenomenon. Why do you song. say that? It just doesn't. I mean, yeah, it's the end of act one. Story wise, it's a good way to end the act, but song wise, uh, it feels it feels like it falls short. It doesn't have the impact that a lot of other songs do uh, at the at the midway point. I mean, that's got to really make people want to come back and not leave during an emission. I mean, it has a
3: good cliffhanger True. where it's like, "How is he gonna fix this?" Like they're broken up. Like it's it's very much like in diverging sections with our two leads, which is basically mm-hmm. the crux of the story is the romance between Elder Price and Elder Cunningham in a way. Oh,
5: if only that that would <laughs> that would be an awesome musical.
3: I mean, it's like the romance between um, uh, Bialystok and Bloom and the producers. Like that is the central crux of this story. Yeah. And if that's on the fritz, that is what we're coming back like. How did they get back together?
5: Right. Like I said, story-wise, it was great.
4: Song-wise, I think it just kind of fell flat. No pun intended. Yeah, I don't know. The song, it's like the actual music itself is not like it's not big enough, I don't think.
5: It's like this heavy rock pastiche, though. Yeah. I think it was almost like they were, you know, the South Park guys were like, okay, we got to put in more South Park references. Yeah. so let's put in this song that sounds very similar to this other song that we did in our show way back in the day uh, with that heavy grungy voice that they make Josh Gad do. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember how it goes, but it's at the end of one of their one of the South Park episodes where it's like, yeah, this is pretty much this the is the thing. most
4: South Park song in the whole thing, I think. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, I can see that, um. too.
4: And they do the
5: they do their little they do a montage and yeah. I'm like, that it's not time for a montage yet. It's time for a montage later. Gotta do a montage. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know how they bring in the old stuff and kind of... A quadrullet in, in the end, yeah. Like, yeah. It becomes like yeah. one day more in a I'm way. I'm like, this is... Yeah, this is not... Uh, it's not time for La Resistance yet.
4: <laughs> That's later. Well, I think they just do that because there's a lot of Act 1 closers that do that. So they're like, oh, we have to do that. I guess so. It's the only way you can make it feel satisfying
3: and be like, wow, everyone's uh, like on the edge. We need to feel like they need
4: to come back and see what happens to everyone. We have to know where everyone is at this exact moment. Yes. <laughs> You're
0: making things up again, Arnold. You're recklessly warping the words of Jesus. You can't you say what you- You're giving yourself a deep hole. I'm making things up again, kind of. But this time it's helping a dozen people. It's nothing so bad, because this time I'm not committing a sin just by making things up again, right? No! cunningham you have to stop him what what is it god is going to cut off his daughter's clitoris huh this is all very interesting but women have to be circumcised if that's what the general wants no doing that to a lady is definitely against christ's will how do you know christ never said nothing about no clitoris. and i
3: find it interesting um and maybe you guys will think i'm wrong here um that making things up again is what we start act two with and not
5: spooky mormon hell dream
4: right now, that, that's a great song. I think Spooky song. Mormon hell Dream is more important, kind of. I don't know.
5: <laughs> well, making things up again, you know, helps establish that uh, Elder Cunningham is capable of doing something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, but he can do something. He's not a complete goof up, mm-hmm. and, and he's doing pretty much exactly what the Mormons believe about Joseph Smith. Yeah, through through know. Right through all they know, he just made it up himself. And and he's and so Elder Cunningham's pretty much doing exactly that with these people, but he's also smart enough, maybe, to make it <laughs> make it relatable to their plights. Cause he keeps changing things to their plights. No, you will not have sex with that infant.
3: <laughs> God ain't saying nothing about no clitoris. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes! Yes he did! <laughs>
4: I like it when he, he doesn't say quite he uh, he he's like
5: a woman's clitoris.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like he's trying to be a good Mormon, but he also is like uh,
4: uh, it,
3: <laughs> I
5: have to do it. He <laughs> gotta prove it it's in the Bible. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's not the Bible, it's the Book of Mormon. Yes,
5: it's part three, remember. It's mm-hmm. the third Better. another testament.
3: It's return of the Jedi. Um Fun fact, the original hey, version of All-American All American Prophet was called The Bible Part 3, and it was just like, the third part of every film trilogy is always the best one, so don't miss out on the Book of Mormon. <laughs> just like Matrix and the Terminator, the Bible is a trilogy too, and if you don't see a read Part 3, it'll all be confusing to you.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> that was the original yeah, song, but- and it's much funnier, but it doesn't set up as much. Because the book of Revelations was a big cliffhanger. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Who's this Jesus but guy? You...
0: I've lived with that guilt all of my life and the terrible vision that I had that night. No, please. I don't want to go back. Down, down, my soul is
6: cast
0: from the earth whence forth he
6: fell the path of fire to mormon hell dream to mormon hell dream, you are a mormon
3: hell dream what's the what's spooky mormon
5: hell dream why is the song here it's to get that's hilarious it's to get it's to get <laughs> what's his name back on track and uh to so we can get
4: the I Believe number. It resolves
3: one's yeah. cliffhanger way too fast, in my opinion. Like, both making things think? up in a spooky Mormon hell dream.
4: Yeah. But it doesn't, though, because the cliffhanger is that they're not together. And then they, even after both of those things happen, they're still not right. together.
5: Yeah. yeah, not for a while. Because he doesn't really come around fully until after the last song.
3: Yeah, after American Moses.
5: Right. But... Yeah, spooky, Mormon and hell, dream again was another chance for them to work in South Park stuff because they worked mm-hmm. in the Reptus um, from the Damien episode, and a lot of that hell stuff is stuff you've seen when they show hell on um, on South Park. Hitler's there, um, the people you expect to be in hell are there, and then some people you're like, why is Princess Di in hell? Why is <laughs> Johnny Cochran in hell? Why is why is um, Gene Siskel? in hell or all these other people you're like okay I guess they just threw that in there to be funny but yeah it was just it was just this is Trey that song is Trey and Matt and I I don't know where Robert Lopez is in that song.
3: I feel like it was more Robert Lopez in its earlier incarnation um it's original title which I think is a funnier title is H.E. Double Hockey Sticks
0: You are condemned and now you serve me in H.E. Double Hockey Sticks your soul is darned for eternity in H-E-Double Hockey Sticks. You think I care, you think I'd rather be free. If the world doesn't make sense, then I'd rather be in H-E-Double Hockey stick. I'm D표,
4: just like also H- transfer, <laughs> <laughs>
3: Dividerca- <laughs> <laughs> And like he, he goes down there and he's like, Alright, I'm evil just like you guys. I'm gonna be evil now.
5: <laughs> and oh, then he so comes, look- But then he changes <laughs> his Yeah, mind. It was, Look who's evil now from Evil Dead. Pre- basically, yes.
3: Yeah. Okay look at i was i'm hitler i killed millions of jews i'm an h-e double hockey sticks (laughs) (laughs) like i think that's a much better title but i get why they changed it because they want it very clear that it's a dream and he wasn't really in hell i i get the confusion but h-e double hockey sticks is just such a better title
0: i believe
4: Okay, we have to talk about I Believe. Because oh. ah, we have yes, to. The Tony exactly. song.
6: It
3: was the only song they could <laughs> sing at the Tonys. I don't Tony's. think it's that
4: good. Do what? I don't even think it's that good, honestly. Really? <laughs> <laughs> they could have sung I Am Africa at the Tonys. Why would they? They know? could have sung... They, <laughs> they would. They could have done... Um. Um. Hello,
5: maybe. Turn No, Well, they did, later. But yeah. they did um, Turn It Off. They should have done that. Because that's the big dance number. That's usually what they do in the Tonys. They do the... Oh yeah the one that has the most cast members they dance they tap whatever i mean maybe i saw anything goes too much i don't know
3: <laughs> i feel
5: or, like that ruins or, too
3: many gags i think they wanted to do something that wouldn't ruin a lot of jokes so to say
5: yeah but it's def- it definitely had the mormon stuff in it that mm-hmm. got and the uh, the audience reaction was exactly what i expected it to be but at the same time it was it didn't sound like uncomfortable laughter it actually sounded like people thought it was hilarious Right. On all these facts about Mormons, because last time I checked, that's all true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, also I don't Andrew think they... Randall's vocal range, incredible. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm surprised yeah. he doesn't do more Broadway. I mean, he does. Or singing in general.
3: He does. He was just in falsettos, and he was absolutely incredible in that, and snubbed snubbed really hard. He was just in a play on Broadway. Well, he needs to do more singing. Oh, I agree. <laughs> Have you seen his PBS um, special I have not. Some of the best set list of, like, a cabaret special I've ever seen. Like, I highly recommend
5: it. I will look into that. Unfortunately, I don't have... I don't even know what to call it anymore. I don't have regular TV anymore because I never watch it. Everything I watch is on mm-hmm. Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon. So, it's a waste yeah. of money to have it's regular on TV nowadays. HD if you want to check that out. Because if you're paying for that, you might as well check out everything there. That's true. I will have to look into that, absolutely.
0: Mortality, loss of faith.
4: I got the golden
0: blade. I the people. Even though their prophet had died, the Mormons stuck together and helped each other and were really nice to everyone they came across. And then one day, the Mormons finally found. Signs.
6: Now to leave the city And
0: there, the Mormons danced with ewoks and were greeted by Jesus. Welcome Mormons! Now let's all have as many babies as we can and make big Mormon families! <laughs> <laughs>
3: fucking frogs let's talk
5: about joseph smith american moses the best thing about that song Um, is that song is better on stage than audio if you just listen to audio you're only getting a quarter of what that song is i mean it's hilarious just with the audio but when you see the visuals you're in the floor it's just they it's the 11 o'clock song so Mm -hmm. it's like go out go they went for bust on that one When the long African penises came out, (laughs) oh my god.
3: And every time they go back to, as Andrew
5: said, the, ah, I got the golden plates,
3: it's hilarious, and you're like, (laughs) (laughs) and the
4: sincerity behind it, like, they're all super sincere. The best one is after, after Joseph Smith dies or whatever, and he's like, oh, despair, agony, (laughs) <laughs> ah, uh, the
5: <laughs> and the best part is they have these little scars they use to show the shit coming out the butt blood coming through They, it's like red brown red brown it's hilarious <laughs> it's like Lion King it is like Orlando
3: as Elder Price eventually says
5: Let's talk about tomorrow is a latter day. Uh, that's just the finale song. Most mm-hmm. finale songs, I, I I think, are some of the weakest in most musicals.
3: It feels very similar to
5: "You Can't Stop the Beat" from Hairspray. Now, see, that's my that's an exception for me. I think that's one of the strongest songs in that show. Is their finale song, but most other shows, their finale songs are just wrap ups and what do you think don't really the worst finale song in any musical. Just that curiosity. Uh, that's a good one. Um, probably. Um. The last song of, uh, Wicked. For good? I think it's just called Finale. No, No, not for good. The, the reprieve, well, it's, I think it's just titled Finale. Yeah.
3: It's just kind of, like, that's a wrap-up. I mean, I guess I know what you mean.
5: Yeah, but again, I think that's just, when they wrap it up like that, it's just more for visual and story rather than it is for music, and they're just, I don't know, it's almost like the composer's like, God damn, I don't want to write another fucking song. Let's just do, here, let's do that. (laughs)
3: Well, I'm going to raise you that because Andrew and I just recently did Kinky Booths and that had a brand uh-huh. new song for the final number and it just doesn't land. Oh, it yeah. It doesn't land because- you... It sucks. That one sucked. I don't think the song <laughs> sucked is the thing. Like, it just doesn't land. It doesn't feel like it wrapped up the story. And I think that um, Hairspray is the
5: exception that proves the rule, so to say. Yeah. Darren Hansen's final song was also kind of like that. It was just a reprise of other stuff. For forever, yeah. Yeah, and it um, just didn't, I don't know, I guess they just put it all, like I said, they put it all into the 11 o'clock song, and then the last song, is like, well, who cares? Yeah, that's how I felt during the entirety of
3: Dear Evan Hansen. Um, either Aww. way, let's...
6: <laughs>
3: you know what I do care about, though? I care about our wonderful donators over at Patreon, um, which includes Stephanie L, Terry Needleman, Max Lunig, Benjamin Lair, Chris O'Kelly, Lily Ackles, Mackenzie Horner, John Donna, Taryn the Duck, Melissa Goldman, Jess Lightning, Ewan Cassidy, Haley McDonald, Teskeer, Cal McLeod, and Fire of September, who are giving us a little bit of money to help us do this show every week. But enough about them. What did you guys think overall about Book of Mormon and your cheese rating? Andrew, I'm going to let you go first so that Robbie can get an idea of what our cheese ratings mean.
4: Okay, um, let's see. As a whole, the music, the jokes, and everything lands pretty well throughout the entire show for this. And it it has a lot of great gags that you see uh, on stage as well, which are is always a plus. Um, and I just really like this. Uh, and I feel like most people do, so I don't think that's a controversial opinion. If you haven't seen it, you probably should. Um, as far as a cheese rating, um, I don't actually know how to pronounce this, but I'm going to give it my best shot. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Parmigiano, or R- Regagiano, or whatever the hell this is, which apparently is the most popular cheese in Utah. I gave it my best shot.
3: Okay. <laughs> um, I love um, Book of Mormon. I think it's great. Um, it has a few like growing errors, like... The Orlando thing didn't hit very well right after the Pulse shootings, and I remember that was a big controversy when that happened, so I think it should adapt a lot like how Avenue Q adapts um, some of its lyrics to be more modern. Um, Since it's been on Broadway for like eight years, I think some of the cultural references should be updated as well, but aside from that, I think the show's great. Um, Musical theater structure is perfect. It's fantastic. And I am giving it a cheese rating of Cabarol, which is one of the most popular cheeses in Uganda. <laughs> <laughs> you went with the other one, hey. Jess.
4: I went with the first one you went the.
5: <laughs> what about you, Robbie? What did you think? Uh, well, um, soundtrack, loved it. Uh, performances I've seen on uh, live from shows before, the one I actually saw in person. Uh, loved it. The songs are super catchy, uh, which is uh, a danger when you walk out of the theater and you're in your car blasting Hasadigi but with the windows <laughs> down, and then you actually pass some real Mormons on the streets, like, oh hi, oh, you just speed on by. But the songs are super catchy. Making fun of you right now. I know you are. <laughs> the uh, The songs are super catchy, and which is always a plus. And uh, when when it's staged, everything is done well. The version I saw was. Um, well done, choreographed well, story is well, uh, I'm trying to think of any faults other than maybe what I would have done with the story, but that's not really their fault because they didn't ask me anything before they wrote it.
2: <laughs> they
5: should
3: have, <laughs> Get in touch but. with Robbie for the next <laughs> musical, Matt and Trey.
4: But, uh... What are you doing not asking Robbie what, what to do with your musical? Fuck! Um...
5: <laughs> and, and I will say uh, uh, one thing I do when I go to shows is I listen to the pit stuff and because uh, I'm an instrumentalist, so I enjoy what goes on in the pit. And that's enjoyable too uh, to listen to very uh, just lots of active stuff going on uh, stage. I, I don't know. It, it's hard for to describe. It's just it's brilliantly done. And it's what a way to take something that would normally be offensive in any other medium. But it works in Broadway. And, and I don't know if you could do it with any other religion. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing someone try, but uh, Scientology you probably yeah, Scientology don't is a about that. that. It would they would tear yeah. you
3: down so fast, they would burn the fucking theater
4: down because they're evil, but Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 they would, but no one else would. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So, Whereas Mormons are like, as,
3: oh, that's all in good fun, come on.
5: <laughs> as far as a cheese rating goes, I would have to say that it has to be I would have to give it cheese whiz. <laughs>
4: please explain your yes, reasoning. It's mainly
5: because it is uh the cheese of Mormons. I don't know if that's true or not, oh, really? but I, I don't know if that's true or not. But I just imagine you just making this up. I just imagine that when they're desperate for cheese, and you're making things up bug again, bug Robbie. <laughs> I'm making things up again, kind of, <laughs> but it's making a lot of people happy. Right. Um. <laughs> So yeah I, I just assume they eat a lot of cheese whiz. That's fair. I can't fight that. You know who else probably eats a lot of cheese whiz? Your donators? nope um
3: the wonderful people who are currently listening um thank you all for listening and eating cheese as while listening please follow us on iTunes Spotify Stitcher at Musicals with Cheese we're on Twitter at Cheesy Musicals our Patreon as we've mentioned before is at Musicals with Cheese our Instagram is Musicals with Cheese our
4: YouTube page is Musicals with Cheese
6: <laughs> our
3: email is Musical Theater lives at gmail.com our title card is created by the incredible Jolene Casco Her Instagram is at Jolene Casco.
5: Robbie, is there anything you want from out there for people to come find you at? Um, no. Not at present. Maybe in the future, but presently I am on hiatus. He
3: made some great content in the olden days. You'll see me with my long bleach blonde
5: hair in them if he ever re uploads. Part of me kind of hopes if, he doesn't. If somebody will allow me to re upload, that would be awesome, but <sighs> we'll see. Yeah. I still have it all stored on a hard drive, it's still in my possession he did the best review of
3: heathers i have ever seen like i still stand by that being one of my favorite pieces of internet content i've ever
5: seen oh that's us maybe we should do the heathers musical sometime i love the heathers musical so uh
4: i just want to say one thing here before we mm-hmm. go um before we did this episode jess told me that you sound exactly like mr garrison <laughs> yeah um and i wanted to say that's pretty much true <laughs> yeah um,
5: it's not the it's not the first time, and definitely won't be the last time I've heard it. I, the first time I met Robbie, that was the first thing I said to him.
4: <laughs> I want to see if if you would sing the song Mister Garrison sings. Which one? the uh, The one about his country. What about his country.
5: Where my country gone? Oh, I don't know that song that well. I know the song you're talking <laughs> about, but I don't know that song that well to sing it back to you. Is there one you do know better? Um, let me think. I Gotta was thinking about Mary. <laughs> I was thinking about Merry fucking Christmas, but I don't know that one as well either. Uh, (laughs) I I can't really... It's all right. I can't pull a song out like that. I'm sorry. I have to rehearse. Why don't you just sing Our Last Summer from Mamma Mia? (laughs) Oh, God, no. End with that. I have sung sung that enough, but thank you.
4: (laughs) Fine. I guess we're not getting any songs. Next time, we might ask you to come prepared. Yes. Just, Just... where do you where do you dig up these guests, Jess? What fucking amateurs, man.
0: <laughs> We're done
3: professionally.
4: you are, we are done professionally. God, remember when Christian Bale <laughs> lost his shit for no
0: reason? <laughs>
6: oh.
4: <laughs>
3: uh, actually, after being on many film sets, he did not lose his shit for no reason. A DP should not be fucking around with lights while they're rolling camera. I'm gonna what the fuck was he doing?
4: We are done professionally and rightfully so. Is that, is that what that dude said?
5: <laughs> I, I haven't so. heard the I didn't hear the meltdown. I, I love Meltdown, so I'm surprised I haven't heard it yet. Uh go check it out.
4: Everybody go check out Christian Bale Meltdown. That's the takeaway from this episode. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Have a great have a great day.
3: Alright, <laughs> we'll see you next time on musicals <laughs> with Cheese.
4: Adios. Dun 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 Bum. <laughs>